Hey, welcome everybody to the Crosspoint Church Scripture Podcast. Um, so great to be with you. I um, hope you're having a good week or whenever this uh, podcast finds you. Um, I hope things are going well for you. Um, you know what we do. Um, it's Scripture time. We love the Bible. We know it's God's Word. And we just try to break down um, the verse of the day from you version and uh, find out what's the context, what was meant by the original author to the original audience, and uh, just what's some ways we can let the real meaning of the scripture shine in our lives, knowing that the fear is if I look into the real meaning, that's for eggheads, that's for Old Testament students, that's for seminarians. Yeah. But we're finding that's not true. I mean, it is for those people, and they're all good people, and I think I can be described as at least two out of those three. But it's for everyone. The scripture's for everybody, and we just need a little help, and we need to exercise uh, that context and original author type stuff, and it actually will apply to our lives better, deeper, thicker than if we just, you know, use an exacto knife, cut around a verse, lift it out of the book, and try to use it. That's not a good idea. You know what I'm saying, Easton? I do. I knew, uh, yeah. Context really... Uh changes what most of the verses mean now it's almost like you version picked this one to make my point Ooh. so i just want you guys to know i don't know anyone at you version it's not like i don't want to i think they're great people i love their app uh, but i don't know them and i don't i don't send them suggestions so that they can make cross point scripture podcast better if only we were that influential seriously yeah but knowing that so keeping that firmly in mind what's pretty cool today is our verse of the day not only references references people our verse of the day from last episode and expands on it but it also is a major context verse so you just gotta love this stuff okay I like this so before we go any further I'd just like to say a little prayer you know some some mornings you know you need some prayer before you're doing what you do so that's this morning so I'm gonna do that and then we'll just get into our verse okay so Lord we thank you for this scripture podcast it belongs to you Uh, we're doing it for you and with you um, we love your word. We want to please you. We want to keep you at the center. And uh, we believe you're telling a massive story through the Bible. And we want to hear the whole thing. So we just ask for the strength of your Holy Spirit to help us do that. Amen. Amen. All right, now check this out. Our verse of the day comes from Matthew 3. So you know we were in Genesis last time. So we're, our verse, in its context, is actually going to, get, is going to build a massive bridge. You want to think about the Golden Gate here coming from Genesis all the way to Matthew. So, man, I'm so excited. It's actually tripping me up a little bit, okay? Hey. So, our, <laughs> is that a, that's okay you're saying? Yeah, that was fine. All right. So, just letting myself go here, uh, the verse from you, version verse of the day today is Matthew chapter 3, verse 8, and reading from the ESV, it says, Bear fruit in keeping with repentance. Okay? Bear fruit in keeping with repentance. I don't know what happens on your version app, but on mine, right underneath the verse of the day was this really cool picture of like a lemon tree with like lemons on it. Mm. And it said, bear fruit in keeping with repentance, okay? Now, knowing this comes from Matthew chapter three, and I don't want any of you Bible scholars out there to cheat, but just your common man, I'm talking to my common man and woman right now. Bear fruit in keeping with repentance, who would you think would say that? And I bet if I said it was from Matthew three and I, and I gave the quote, I'm betting I could trip up a remarkable amount of people in Bible trivia who would say, okay, comes from Matthew, bear fruit in keeping with repentance, it's got to be Jesus. Mm. That's what I would think. And everybody out there who said that would be sincere, and they would be my friend, and they would be wrong. 
Because when you lift this verse, so bear fruit in keeping with repentance, we take it, we, sh we place it gently back in context. It's actually John the Baptist who said it, Ooh. which is pretty cool. And I don't know how often, I I'm trying to think if ever, I've ever had anyone kind of in that, you know, in the course of the day go, you know what, in this situation, I was thinking, you know what John the Baptist used to say? <laughs> I'm not saying no one's ever said that, but I just don't remember that. But they should. Jesus said John the Baptist was the greatest man ever born or something like that. Something. Very close to that. And uh, he was like the greatest of the prophets or something like that. So, and he was Jesus's cousin and he was just an awesome guy. His ministry is awesome when you read the beginning. You know, Matthew tells a lot about him. And so, great guy, big character in the Bible, but somewhat fallen out of, you know, people's minds these days. So anyway, here's John the Baptist saying to who? We don't know because we haven't checked out the context yet. Bear fruit in keeping with repentance. Now, he could be saying it to us, and I think that's what that um, scripture picture, the lemon tree, was trying to do. You know, like, hey, this, you know, when you put it in a picture and post it on your your media there and say this is my verse for the day i need to bear fruit in keeping with repentance it's all good you do you do need to bear fruit in keeping with repentance if you happen to know what that means but it's hard to know without the context okay all right so we go back now we're in matthew 3 and it's talking about the ministry of john the baptist who god filled with his holy spirit from the time he was born so mary couldn't have a baby gabriel comes to her and says you're gonna have a baby because god says so the holy spirit himself um, will cause a child to be conceived in your womb and that will be Jesus born of a virgin sinless son of God and then at the you know before that even though he has told uh, Zachariah's wife that she will have a baby as well Elizabeth and that she was also barren and could not have a child now the difference here would be is there's there's no implication uh, that when Zacharias told that they will have a child. They are like Abraham and Sarah. They just, uh, Elizabeth can't have children, you know, whatever, for every reason, physical disability, something. And they're also older, a little too old to be having babies. Mm -hmm. But the angel does not indicate, you know, that this baby will be actually conceived by the Holy Spirit. It's just like a miracle in their life to where Elizabeth and John are going to have a baby. I mean, Zechariah and Elizabeth are going to have a baby, and his name will be John. And so, and then the two pregnant moms... Mary comes over to Elizabeth's house because they're like related and it's like there's a Holy Spirit party so like Elizabeth is pregnant because God helped her and her husband get pregnant Mary's pregnant of the Holy Spirit they get together their baby is leaping in the womb they're like singing praises to God it's pretty neat stuff and so even from that time God was intimately involved in these guys' lives John and Jesus okay all good stuff so that's our, our content I promise I'm going somewhere here people promise John the Baptist is born, and he become, he he takes on the mantle, the life, the the ministry, the walk of a prophet, of an Old Testament prophet. He lives in the desert. He wears camel skin. He eats locusts and honey, and he preaches these sermons. Some are are condemnations and judgment. There, he's like giving the judgment of God towards the religious system of Israel that they'd abandon him and. And all this, and then he's also promising, he's saying, you guys need to be baptized. That's why it's called John the Baptist. He's saying, you guys need to come to the Jordan, be baptized of your sins, repent, because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. They're, the Son of God is coming, the Messiah, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world is on his way, and you guys need to get ready. So that's his whole ministry, and you can go on and read the whole thing, all good stuff. 
And that's where we find our verse here. Um, in chapter 3, verse 5, it says, Then Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region about the Jordan were going out to him, and they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. And we know why now, because he's going around preaching. You guys need to. There's a new day coming for Israel. Your Savior is at hand. Your King is coming. You guys need to make yourself ready. Wash yourselves of your sin and be ready to receive the Son of God. Verse 7, But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees, so those are the religious authorities of the day, and they were receiving the judgment, both of John the Baptist, and then later you'll see Jesus really gets into it with them, um, where he's saying, you guys are misrepresenting God. That was the beef. You guys love your own ministry, your reputations, your money. The You think you love the scripture, but you're using it to just show your own righteousness. So those, those sorts of things. You guys are familiar with that somewhat. So when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, you brood of vipers. And there's an exclamation mark in my Bible. Now, I'm a pastor. I've been one for a little over six years. I've celebrated my sixth anniversary a little while ago being of getting ordained. Hey. And did my thank you, Easton. Hey. In my experience, if you call people a brood of snakes, you're calling them the snake family, that is not going to, <laughs> that is not attractional ministry. That is not um, seeker friendly. Okay? So maybe John didn't read those books, but he says right to him, you guys are actually a family of snakes, and that's important to remember, that brood of vipers. It's important to remember the whole family thing, and you'll see why in a minute. He said to them, you brood of vipers, you family of snakes, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? It's good stuff there. Like, you guys haven't listened to me before. Why are you here? Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Then our verse bear fruit in keeping with repentance. So there's one of John's main beefs with them. He's calling people to repentance. He sees the Pharisees and Sadducees out there. And I think what we're hearing here is his skepticism that they were there to actually repent. And he's right. They were there to check him out. We'll see that later in our uh, context. Or maybe we will. I don't know if we'll make it down that far. Actually, we won't make it down that far. But we know later on in chapter 3 that why, why were they there? They were there to check his credentials and be like, who do you think you are? Why are you doing this? They weren't there to repent. And that's what John is referencing. He's saying, you guys can't be good with God by coming here. You need to bear fruit in keeping with presence. Okay, let's let's look at our verse there a little bit with the words. Bear fruit in keeping with repentance, to me, is like one of the ultimate Bible wordings that causes a lot of people, especially younger in the faith, to go, I don't understand the Bible. I don't know what that means. It's telling me to do something, but I don't know what. And I think that's entirely fair, and I hate it that they have to go so long before somebody explains it to them. So here we go. This is very simple. John is telling these guys that their life is like a tree, and the their tree is putting out a certain type of fruit right now. Love of self, love of money, love of religion, love of being right, reputation. And he's saying, so guys, your whole tree is bad. So if you want to repent then you would need to change. God wants to change your heart so that you become a different kind of tree that puts out a different kind of fruit like love, kindness, forgiveness, grace, and all that. And Jesus will go after him for the same things. He'll keep saying, you guys trying to look good on the outside, but you're bad on the inside. Or he'll say, a bad tree can't put out good fruit. That's your guys' problem. It's the whole tree is the problem, not just the fruit. Okay? So what John is saying in here, eight, you know, chapter 3, verse 8, that wording there, all it's saying is, what does your, what's coming out of you? What does your life look like? What are your words? Out of the fullness of your heart, your mouth speaks. What do you do? Bear fruit and keep with friends. Don't just give God lip service. Don't just show up. 
but actually bear fruit in keeping with, with repentance. Okay? Mm-hmm. All right. Now, we know at the beginning he called them a family of snakes. You remember that, Easton? I do. I, I, it's been... It's in the far reaches of my memory, but I think I recall. Receded to the fog, but it's still there. Okay. Family of snakes bear fruit with repentance. Now look at this, verse 9. And do not presume to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. There's a family reference there. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children for Abraham. All right, so there's a lot here. And, you know, this is, as we've said many times, this isn't the Bible answer podcast because I'm, I don't, I can't do that. But just in our context here, so there's a lot that could be said, but just what John is telling these guys. And then again, if you want to check a lot of this out, it's good stuff. You, you'll see Jesus doing the same thing to these guys, same guys, Sadducees, Pharisees. They had begun to take pride in the fact that they had come from Abraham. Now, I told you this built a bridge with our last episode, and here's the bridge right here. Because in our last episode, we talked about God took Abram outside, Abraham, and said, look up at the stars. I'm going to make you a nation like that, like your children are going to be as numerous as those stars if you can number them. And God, and Abram put his faith in God because he said, I can do this for you. And God, and God counted it to him as righteousness. He was like, Abram is okay with me. He's right with me because he trusts me. What happens is throughout these generations, the Sadducees and Pharisees, they stop trusting in that God that Abram trusted. Abraham was a great man because God made him a great man because Abram put his faith in God. And in this weird twist of fate, the Sadducees and Pharisees had started to put their faith in their relationship to Abraham. Isn't that wild? <laughs> Isn't that wild? Yeah, that's pretty... Uh takes a lot of confidence to do that <laughs> ah, and it's got us written all over so while i'm thinking just briefly i'm thinking about so many evangelical types which i am i'm an evangelical type mm-hmm. and i meet so many of us who have put our faith in our evangelicalism or our american churchism or and and it's just as ironic if not worse because there's a church because people put their faith in jesus and he's mm-hmm. like yes that's the right thing to do and i'll turn the world upside down with you and then we're in the line with these guys, and we start getting this pride like, well, I'm a Christian. I'm a part of the church, so I'm good. I'm fine. I, I got baptized like eight years ago. Oh, my goodness. I'm good. I'm good. I got all of DC Talks albums. Mm-hmm. And then God's like, no, man, you need to bear fruit in keeping yeah. with repentance. So that's where we find ourselves here. It's so awesome because I love that bridge. So you just saw a massive bridge of the Bible from Genesis to Matthew. And if you keep finding those things, which you need to, because they are connected, you will never again be afraid of the Old Testament. You will never again go, I just think I'm not the kind of person who can understand the Bible. No, away with all that. You are definitely the type of person who can understand the Bible, and you need to just see these connections. And it takes time. It's a big book. It takes a lot of time. It takes faithfully listening and maybe even subscribing to the Crosspoint Church Scripture podcast. Maybe. I mean, it, it couldn't hurt. It couldn't hurt you, and it's, and it's like, It'll you can do it is what I'm trying to say. So anyway, John the Baptist. The whole point of this scripture. What was the original author trying to say to his audience? He was illustrating that these religious authorities had put their faith in their own religiousness, their relationship to Abraham, and John the Baptist calls him out right on there. Do you see? Now you understand. He wasn't just feeling nasty. He wasn't like, "What's the worst thing I can call these guys?" Because I really hate them. Here, family of snakes. Yeah. No, he was like, guys, I know you think you're the family, 
the family of Abraham, but you've actually become a family of the serpent. And we all know the serpent from Genesis 3. Mm. Isn't that wild? Where's that serpent from, man? Genesis 3, peers in the tree of knowledge. Well, he appears in some tree. And he's mm-hmm. like, Eve, eat, do the wrong thing. Come God's way. Yeah. I mean, come my way instead of God's way. And he had legs. So we've got a bridge here. We'll, we'll handle that in the next episode. <laughs> we've got a bridge here not only to Genesis 1, but we've got a bridge here to Genesis 3. You see those two references? That's why he calls them a brood of vipers. He wasn't just trying to think of the meanest thing to say. Okay. Well, yeah. in the middle. Go ahead. I'm so sorry. I, I had a, just a small. So let me think. Matthew, Mark. so Mark comes after Matthew, right? I'm, I'm correct. Yeah, Matthew's okay. the first gospel. So I think it, you can find context to this even further into the next book because, if like if you read along with the NLT, uh, or yeah, NLT version of it, it just plainly says, which is why I like this version a lot, is because. I think you could not be a Christian and and get things a little bit mm-hmm, easier. Mm-hmm. Not, not to say that there's not a, a great amount of value in different kind of translations mm-hmm. for different people, but um, it just plainly says, "Prove by the way that you live that you have repented of your sins and turned to God." Just saying that, just because you said you're, it's it's almost like, uh, and then in Mark uh, twelve thirty and thirty one, it says. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and with all your strength. The second of these, because he's asking what's the most important uh, law to keep. And then second to this, love your neighbor as yourself. And if you loved your wife. Uh Uh-oh, you're going hard right away. I'm going, I'm just going, I mean, this is the only thing. If if my wife told me that she uh, didn't like when I joked about her hair or her mm-hmm. the the belief that she has about some something or whatever or, or if you called her a, a brood of vipers yeah okay or whatever or just to make this even harsher if i cheated if yeah. somebody cheated on their wife mm-hmm. and then you're like i've made a mistake and then you tell her i'm sorry you've made you know you've you've come to peace with it mm-hmm. you've You've repented not only to God, to your wife, to you know your family. Like it's, it's resolved. If you really loved them, mm-hmm. if you really loved your wife, you wouldn't continue to cheat. It's a, it's after a that. fine point. Like that's that's just not that's not love. If you're yeah. sorry, be faithful. Yeah. So you can't just say things. Easton, that's smooth, man. And I like what you said. That context again into Mark. And that shows that, okay, and what Easton's doing there is he's lighting up those connections. You say, Jesus says this, links me to what John said, links me to what I saw of Abraham, links me in Genesis 15, leaks me back to Genesis 3, the snake. And so to cap it off, man, that's just smooth stuff right there. Okay, yeah. and to cap it all off, that's why John says then, um, for I tell you, so reference back again to Abraham, I tell you, this is, um, let's see, verse 9, don't say... The reason why you're okay with God is we have Abraham as our father. Don't make that prideful boast. And here's why John says not to. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children for Abraham. And doesn't that bring us back to Abraham? So which one has the faith of Abraham? John looks down at the rocks and goes, the God I believe in could make a new family for Abraham out of these rocks I'm standing around. John the Baptist had his faith in the God of Abraham, and that's why John the Baptist was a part of the family of Abraham. These guys that he was confronting, who could have been like your evangelical American types, 
he was confronting them going, you guys have put your faith in your status, in your own selves, in what you could accomplish for yourself, your pedigree. And that is so heinously bad because the God we serve made the point of coming to Abraham and going, you don't have a family, you don't have a chance of having a family, and I'm going to turn you into a massive nation. That's the God of Abraham. That's faith in that God, Mm -hmm. not look what I can do. Look what I can do. (laughs) That's not biblical faith, Easton. That's good for Pinocchio. It is. But it's not good for biblical faith. Okay. So I love this verse because it's such a great illustration. To lift it, bear fruit, and keep in repentance, it is good Christian advice, but it becomes massively good Christian advice and huge biblical background and foundation to stand on when we put it back in its context. Thank you so much for listening. Without you, there'd be no scripture podcast. It would just be me and Easton talking to each other, mm-hmm. which is okay, but it isn't the Crosspoint Church scripture podcast. Not a lot of uh, things being accomplished. No, not really. I mean, fun, but not that great. So thanks for listening. Um, subscribe if it helps you. Thank you for getting us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, always on SoundCloud. Uh, visit us at the Facebook page of the Crosspoint Church, and uh, we'll see you next time. Peace.